Welcome to episode number 256 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and I have to kick off this episode by saying welcome to 2024. It's a new year. First day of the year was on a Monday, which I personally think is the most satisfying thing and hopefully a sign of what is to come this year. I hope you're doing well. I'm assuming that you're listening to this episode as you crawl back into work mode and come back into your business after the Christmas break. So I hope you're feeling good good. I hope that break gave you what you needed. Hope you're feeling a little bit more rested than you might have been at the end of December. And I'm assuming by the fact that you clicked on this episode that you are starting to think about what is to come in this year ahead. Now, the kind of new year, new me energy obviously isn't something that we have to necessarily get on board with. At the end of the day, nothing's really changed. It's just become a new day and that new day happened to be in a new year. So if you want to keep going as you are, if you've already got some vision and goals that you're midway through and for you, January is just about continuing, then maybe come back to this episode when you're ready to set some new goals and plans. But if that's not you and you are entering this year, looking at what's to come, perhaps curious about what 2024 may hold and within all of that perhaps just a little bit hesitant to plan the year and kind of figure out what you're going to be doing in your business then you're in the right place because in this episode I'm going to be sharing my signature my tried and tested my if it's not arrogant to say this about my own thing very effective method for setting goals goal setting I feel like is the the keyword the buzzword the big theme that we hear about a lot at this time of year. And I want to walk you through in this episode how I approach goal setting, not just in my businesses, but with all of the different clients that I help as well. Because like with many things in business, I feel like we can just get a little bit overwhelmed and start just setting goals willy-nilly because that person on LinkedIn told us to or because that's how someone that we know does it. And we don't necessarily approach it in the most effective way. If you know anything about me, I'm all about things having a clear purpose and never doing things in business because we feel like we should, but actually doing things because we know that they're gonna be most intentional and helpful for us. So what I'm gonna be sharing today, which for some of you might be new, but for many of you will probably be things that you've heard me talk about before because I've been following this method for over probably five years now in my own business and with the people that I help. I'm gonna be talking you through my approach to setting yourself and your business up for the year ahead. Goal setting is actually a very small part of kind of my method and my approach, but that's the buzzword, isn't it? That's the thing we all wanna do in January, set goals for the year ahead. So what we're gonna look at is this kind of three-step process, which includes goal setting, which isn't about ticking a box. It's not about feeling good or smug that you've done the thing you meant to do in January. It's about setting your business up for the most intentional and successful year possible. And I wanna say that when I use that word successful, I don't mean that 2020 has to be your biggest year yet. A successful year doesn't have to mean higher revenue or going viral or, you know, insert other shiny goal here. When I talk about success, I'm thinking about your definition of success, about your 2024 meeting with your specific goals, whether they are goals to go bigger and to get better or whether they're goals perhaps around scaling back or sustaining or simplifying, whatever you want this year to hold. This exercise, this framework is going to set you up to achieve that. If you don't do this, I'm going to be really honest with you, you'll probably be all right. (laughs) 
Goal setting is not this kind of magic potion which decides whether you're going to succeed or fail. What I believe goal setting does though is make the process of trying to succeed that bit easier. I have had years in business where despite setting goals, I've had a tricky year. I've also had years in business though where I've set no goals and I've had what on paper looks like a great year. Goals will not decide whether you win or fail. Goals will decide the process and the experience that you have on the way to achieving what you want. I really believe when we have the right kind of goals in place, and that's what I'm gonna talk to you about today, what it means to create the right kind of goals and you know how to actually do it in a strategic way, your life as a business owner just becomes so much easier because you have intention, you have a plan, you have something helping to guide your action. I think one of the hardest things about running a business is that there is no direction. We have to be so self-led. Everything has to be initiated by us. And whilst I think for many of us, that's what we love. We love the control and the autonomy and the creativity, but that can get quite tiring to be doing all of the time. And that's where I think effective goal setting is so powerful because it kind of lays out this path for us. It makes it easy for us to take action, which is going to achieve our end vision which is gonna work towards the big picture that we're really passionate about. So that for me is what this process is all about. This method that I'm gonna share with you today, as I said, is something that I've been doing in my own business for a very long time. It was a method that I first came up with because it just felt like the kind of typical approach to goal setting wasn't working for me. It wasn't working for me to just sit down in January and get out a shiny new journal and write down my goals of the year because by the end of the year, I wasn't achieving those goals. And I was like, why am I setting? goals and not achieving them. Like surely there's something going wrong here. And I realized so much of it comes down to not the action that you take, but the way you set yourself up to take action. So before jumping into this method and sharing those steps with you, I wanna talk just a little bit about why we sometimes struggle to achieve our goals for the year ahead. Perhaps in previous years in business, as you're listening to me talk, you reflect back and go, yeah, do you know what? I've never really found a way of goal setting that does work for me because I set all those goals last year or the year before and yeah, fair enough, they didn't actually really happen or I found it really difficult, even if they did happen, to actually bring them to life. Well, if that's you, you're absolutely not alone. Like I said, that was my own experience years ago. It's why I came up with this method. And I think there's some very easy traps that we can fall into. So just a few reasons why I think we might struggle to achieve our goals. And as I'm listing these out, maybe just notice which resonate with you and maybe give language to why you've struggled in the past. The first reason I notice we sometimes struggle to achieve our goals is because we set the wrong goals in the first place. Anyone resonate with this? Where perhaps you sit down with that lovely new journal and you start to write out these goals. You're maybe getting inspiration from what your friend achieved last year or from what that person that you follow online is currently working on. Or you've got those voices in your head around what you should do or what's right for you. We're kind of setting these goals with very little consideration around whether those goals are actually the right fit for us, for our businesses, and for where we're at. I think we've all done this before, where you set goals from a place of should, 
oh, I should be trying to achieve this. I should do this. Or that person told me I should do this. And we kind of just set these like really blue sky, random goals with no consideration around whether those goals are actually the right fit for us. I'm a big believer in setting goals with a purpose, in aligning our goals with the big picture and with the vision of what we want to achieve. Because if you set out to achieve a goal, which ultimately isn't actually the right fit for you and your business at that time, you're either going to find that you really, really struggle to achieve it and therefore have this really frustrating process or that you do achieve it, but it doesn't actually do anything for you that really matters. When we set goals just because that thing sounds shiny or someone else did it, we waste our energy and our action because at the end of the day, it's not about achieving the goal. It's about what achieving that goal is gonna do for you and for your business in the big picture. So that's the first reason I think we struggle is because we set the wrong goals and there's no wider vision connected to our goal setting. The second reason I notice that we sometimes struggle is because we set goals that are either too small or they're too big. And often when we do this, it's coming from a place of self-sabotage, whether that's conscious or not. Let me unpack that a little bit more. If we set goals that are way too small, I'm just gonna be frank with you, you may as well not set a goal in the first place. The purpose of a goal is to stretch you perhaps further or faster than you would have moved without that goal in place. And if you set goals, which you probably could have achieved without writing that thing down, or which maybe you've done before and it won't take a huge amount of intention to repeat, genuinely, the question I would just ask is like, what is the point of going through the work of setting that goal in the first place? Setting goals that are too small is kind of missing the point of what a goal can do. A goal is there to help stretch you, like I said, further and faster than you might have gone before. And so that's the first place we can go wrong. But I think we can also go to the other end of the spectrum where we set goals that are too big. And here's where the self-sabotage really comes into play because when we set goals that are too big, what we kind of do, whether we realize it or intend it or not, is we give ourselves this kind of get out of jail free card where we can go midway through the year, oh, we haven't achieved that goal, but you know what, it's fine because it was way too big anyway. Oh yeah, I have really struggled to make that thing happen, but oh, I always knew it was over ambitious. When we push ourselves far too big or perhaps far too fast with our goals, what we're doing is basically just making it easy for our future selves to opt out from taking action. Now, of course, I'm all for setting goals that feel ambitious and stretchy, because as I said, that's the goal, right? That's the goal of setting a goal, is to kind of, you know, shoot for the stars and maybe you'll reach the clouds. Isn't that a quote that people say? Something like that. Which by the way, is the way that I see goal setting. It's not about having to achieve this thing. It's about aiming somewhere that feels, you know, in this moment, pretty far away. And hey, if you get 60, 70, 80% there, that's huge. And that's success still within itself. Um, But yeah, when we set these goals that are like way too big, it can give us this kind of easy way out, or it can just make us feel so intimidated and overwhelmed that we don't begin. If it feels like there's, too much to do or too much knowledge that we need to gain to achieve something, of course, we're gonna find it really hard to achieve that thing. That's the second reason I noticed that we struggle. And then the third and final reason I'm gonna share around why we sometimes struggle with goal setting is because there can be a lack of consideration for action. Don't know if anyone resonates with this, where we set this like big, shiny, exciting goal and maybe it, you know, is the right goal for us and it aligns with our vision and it's like, you know, not too big, but not too small. But then we shut the notebook and we open the notebook in six months and see that goal again and go, ah, why did that not happen? 
we realize, oh, it didn't happen because it didn't take any action. It's so simple, but we all fall into this trap at some point, right? Of where you realize, oh, if I don't take action, nothing changes. Like action is the only secret to success in business that I have ever come across. And I'm pretty sure I will ever come across. Action is the only like thing you need, need, need to have to succeed. But so often when it comes to goal setting, it gets ignored. We set goals that are really difficult to action. Or we set goals that then don't turn into action. Or we set goals and then don't ask ourselves the question of like, okay, and how am I gonna help myself to action this? Who is gonna do it? When? How? What do I need to learn or change in order to take this action? Setting a goal and not considering the action that it will take to achieve that goal is setting yourself up for an incredibly frustrating experience. I'm just gonna say it. A goal without the ability to action it is a source of frustration. Because what's the point in setting this big thing that we're excited about, but then not actually thinking about what's gonna really make it happen, which is the action. So I don't know if any of those three things you might resonate with. When you look back at when you've set goals in the past or the way that you've planned out your year, if you can realize perhaps which of those challenges you came up against. Was it that you were kind of setting the wrong goals? Was it that you were setting plans or goals which perhaps felt too small or even too big? Or was it that there was that lack of consideration for action? If you resonate with any of those, I just wanna say you're not alone and you're not a bad business owner. I have experienced every single one of those and still continue to within my business. The reason that I'm so passionate about my approach to goal setting and planning, the reason that I built a whole stationary brand built around this method is because I totally get how hard it can be. I have seen far too many incredibly successful and intelligent people make these mistakes. So I wanna show you that there is a different way to do it. And I wanna give you what will hopefully feel like a very simple approach to setting your up for the year that is going to help you avoid all of those struggles. So let me walk you through it now. There's going to be three steps. So if you're taking notes or you just like to mentally follow things in a structured way, then we're going to talk through the three-step method that I've developed for setting goals. This method was actually titled the AB method quite a few years ago, not by myself, but with a brand that I was working with. So if we're going to give it a title, this is the AB method, which like I said, is all about setting ourselves and our businesses up for the year ahead. And of course, big disclaimer, you can do this anytime. You can do this in the middle of June. You can do it in October. It doesn't matter when you do this work, it just matters what you do and how you do it. So let's jump into the how. Let's look at the first step of this process, which is about setting yearly intentions which capture your long-term vision. I'm gonna say that again. Step one is setting yearly intentions which capture your long-term vision. Notice step one doesn't include anything to do with goal setting. That is because Goals should not be the first thing that we think about. I know that might be different to what we're used to doing, right? We sit down in January and we go, right, I'm gonna set my goals. Well, I'm gonna ask you to hold your horses. We're gonna look at goals in a second, but first we need to think about your vision. Goals should be the tangible steps that you take towards your long-term vision. So before we can set the right goals, we need to first make sure that we're clear on the long-term vision. If you think about it in this way, it's almost like your long-term vision is your destination. It's where you're actually going, say in the car on a big journey. Your goals are all of the small steps that you might take to reach that destination. 
Your goals might be the first step of just mapping out the route or getting in the car, grabbing some snacks, driving to the first petrol station, right? The goal is the how, and we don't start with how. First, we need to start with knowing where are we actually going and why. So setting yearly intentions is really just about capturing your long-term vision. The emphasis here is that this is your long-term vision, nobody else's. I don't care what your friend is doing, what your client is doing, what that person that you follow on Instagram is doing. I care about what your vision for your business is. And so step number one is giving yourself a bit of time to reconnect to that vision, to allow that vision to have shifted or changed or evolved since you last checked in on it, to give yourself a refresher about, right, where are we going here? The idea of yearly intentions is that it helps you to see where you want your business to be by the end of the year. And the point of a yearly intention is that it gets to be quite vague because I don't know about you, but I do not know exactly what I'm gonna be doing in my business on October 7th at 2 p.m. But what I do know is the changes I'd like to see in my business this year, the overall themes I would like to see in terms of my growth. That's what creating your yearly intentions is all about, is capturing your long-term vision. So in order to do that, you want to be thinking about some prompts like, okay, by the end of the year, where would I like my business to be? If I met my future self and I deemed them a success, what would that look like? What words would I love to be able to use to describe my business by the end of the year? If my business looked exactly the same at the end of the year as it does right now, what would I be most frustrated about? What are the biggest changes I'd like to see happen this year? What would I be excited to hear happened in 2024? What things would I love for this year to hold? Ask yourself these questions. Give yourself space and time to really, really dig around for the answers. It doesn't always come to the surface first time, but give yourself some space. Work out some of the key themes that are coming up and then capture those key themes in your yearly intentions. There is no right or wrong way to do this, but if you like rules, then the recommendations I would give you is to set three yearly intentions, which are all focused around a specific word. So I haven't actually set my intentions for this year yet. They are brewing. I am letting myself percolate and dream and think and reflect on all those prompts that I just shared with you. But if I can share some words that I've used over the last few years to sum up my yearly intentions, your yearly intentions could be to be more visible, more efficient and more streamlined. Or maybe to be more profitable, more connected and more diverse. Or maybe your yearly intention is to be more creative, more balanced, more established. If you can pick three words that really sum up your vision, really sum up what change you'd like to see in your business this year, those can then act as your North Star. Now, I do want you to think about within each of those words, kind of what that means to you. So don't just say, okay, my first yearly intention for this year is to be more creative. Okay, cool. Maybe add a few notes underneath that. What does that mean for you? What creative changes would you like to see in your business this year? What would it mean to end the year with a business that feels more creative? Is that about you feeling more creative in your role as the business owner? Is that about what you create, having more creativity within it? Is that about your client work or what you create for customers? Like get specific is what I'm nudging you to do here. Once you have those kind of three yearly intentions mapped out, once you can see, okay, these are the three themes of growth that are most important to me this year. Those things have got to stay front and center. They are your North Star. They are the thing that guides all of the goals that you set, all of the decisions that you make. 
they should be front and center throughout the year because ultimately those should be the things that you're most excited about. I'm not gonna lie to you, my goals do not always excite me because my goals aren't really what I care about. What I care about is the intentions, the visions that my goals are working towards. So this first step is incredibly key and can take a bit of time and energy. We're often not used to stepping into that kind of big picture CEO mode in our businesses. So you might need a bit of time to do this first step. But setting those yearly intentions is what will help you to set the best goals. Because once we've done that first step, what we can then do is the second step of the AB method, which is where we set quarterly goals. So we've set yearly intentions and now what we're gonna do is set quarterly goals, which if you're not familiar, if you split the year up into three month chunks, we then have four quarters in the year. Now, which quarter you talk about when depends on how you look at the year. I personally look at the calendar year. So we are currently in Q1, January, February, March. But I also know people that begin Q1 at the start of the financial year around April time or people that do it with the kind of school calendar and Q1 for them begins in September. There's no right or wrong, but you will typically hear people talk about the quarters in a kind of calendar year. So what we wanna then think about is we've got our yearly intentions. Okay, what goals can I set for this quarter, for this three month period, which are gonna help me to achieve those yearly intentions? As I've hopefully hammered home already in this episode, goals are most strategic when they link with our long-term vision. So the beauty of having yearly intentions is that then you can just go, okay, my intention for the year is for the business to be more streamlined. And I know for me that that's all about systems and processes and automations. Okay, what's my first step in Q1 to achieving that? Mm, Okay, maybe my Q1 goal for that intention is to automate my client onboarding on a new piece of software. Or maybe my goal for this first quarter is to bring in a new financial system or change the way that I'm saving for tax or reorganize my schedule and update all of my kind of time boundaries. I'm just giving you ideas here, but hopefully what you're hearing is that all of these goals link to that yearly intention. And that is an effective goal. Your goals should directly link to the long-term vision of your business because ultimately that's what goals are about. We don't want to achieve a goal to achieve a goal. You know, let's use that goal of streamlining um, client onboarding as an example. I don't wake up in the morning excited to automate my onboarding process, but I do wake up in the morning excited to have a business that feels more streamlined and therefore me having more headspace and there being more efficiency and productivity within the business. That excites me. That's why the long-term vision is so important. It's the why, the goals are the how. So per intention, You wanna think, right, what are my goals for this quarter? You can set one goal per intention per quarter, you can do multiple, really depends on how big the goals are and what capacity you have. But that's our second step, is setting quarterly goals which link to those yearly intentions. If you find yourself wanting to write down goals which don't link to an intention, you need to then ask yourself some questions. Do I really want this thing? Is this a should? Okay, if I really do, then I need to change my yearly intentions to match with that. It's the best litmus test and I should really help you throughout the year as well. Every time that I get an opportunity within my business, I measure it up against my yearly intentions. I go, okay, I'm not just gonna do this for the sake of it. Does this action, does this goal, does this project, does this thing link with my long-term vision? Because that is what we want everything to be doing. It's really important as well when you think about your goals to make them very 
very action oriented. Having a goal like, I wanna make this much money or I wanna grow this many followers, it's not necessarily a bad goal, but it, like, it's very hard to know how to actually achieve that. If I can suggest a change, I would recommend you make goals that have both results and actions within them. So to give you an example, instead of setting the goal of I'd like to make 50,000 pounds in Q1, your goal might be I would like to launch X, Y, and Z and sell this many spaces in order to make 50,000 pounds. Or perhaps instead of your goal being I would like 10,000 followers, maybe your goal is I would like to consistently show up on X platform in order to grow to 10,000 followers. You see, that's a small change, right? But I've just gone from setting goals that are just about results to actually adding in, okay, and what are we actually doing this quarter to achieve that thing? Because ultimately what achieves the result is the action. So if you can help yourself think about the action, you'll find it easier in the day-to-day to move towards that bigger vision. And speaking of action, that is then the third and final step of this method. Because we've got our yearly intentions, we've got our long-term vision, we've got our quarterly goals, we've got the kind of practical plan, and we know how we're gonna make progress towards that vision. Well, now we've got to think about actually doing it. (laughs) As I said at the start of this episode, having a goal and not taking action towards it is just wasting your time. Because if you set goals, but you don't take action, nothing changes. You can set the best goals in the world, but then if you leave them in Notion or in your diary or on your wall in your office, they're never gonna come to life. Your action is what will achieve your goals. Your action is what will move your business forward. So we now need to think about in this third step, what action are you gonna take each month, each week, and each day in order to achieve your goals? We wanna get super granular here and see that step-by-step actions, the small things we need to be doing in order to progress towards that goal. A quarterly goal likely includes around 100 different action steps minimum. Tiny, tiny steps that might take five, 10, 15 minutes each. If you can understand all of the little actions, you will help yourself to make that messy and consistent progress. I am always aware of what I could be doing if I have a random 20 minutes free to help achieve my goals. And that is because I've thought about the small actions involved in bringing those goals to life. The other thing we can consider here alongside what the action steps actually are is how we're gonna help ourselves to take that action. One of my favorite questions to ask, and I'd really encourage you to ask this question of yourself this January, is what might get in the way of me taking action on my goals? Sounds like a negative question, doesn't it? But it's a very valuable one because it's thinking about what's my enemy? What's gonna stop me from achieving these goals? Is it the way that my time is managed? Is it overwhelm? Is it my own mindset? Is it fear? Is it other people? Is it a lack of resource? Like what is the issue. Defining what might get in your way is so valuable because then you can ask yourself the next question, which is, okay, and how can I mitigate that risk? If the biggest thing that's gonna get in your way at achieving your goals is a lack of support and accountability, how can you give yourself more of that in January and the whole of this year? If you know that it's your lack of time and disorganization perhaps that might get in your way, okay, we can't magic you up more time, but what do we need to do to make sure that this is prioritized? Or what systems could you bring in that help you to take this consistent action. If you know it's maybe more of a mindset challenge, again, how can you help yourself to navigate that? We often can't change these things. We can't magic up more time. We can't, you know, get a brain transplant, but we can think about how we help ourselves. If you do the first two steps of this method and you don't then think about this third step of action, genuinely would rather you don't do anything. (laughs) 
Because it is this third step of action that really makes a difference. And I hope I've kind of hammered that point home enough. Any of you that are kind of familiar with my message and kind of what I believe in, it's all about messy action. So I really encourage you to remember that as you head into this year, let's not expect perfect action. Let's not expect that we'll set a goal and in two days it will be achieved. Let's embrace the messy, often slow feeling progress. Let's value the really tiny steps. So tiny that sometimes it feels like we're not even moving the needle. Because when you're consistent with those things, when you consistently commit to messy action, I promise you'll step back at the end of Q1 even, definitely at the end of this year and go, oh my gosh, look how far we've come. So that's the third thing to think about. What are your action steps? What are you gonna do to achieve those goals and how are you gonna help yourself to take that action as well. So there we have it. That's my three-step method. It's pretty simple, right? To recap, step one, set your yearly intentions. Step two, set your quarterly goals. And step three, take action. If you do those three steps, I promise you will enter this year feeling intentional, feeling open to what the year might hold because you're not making plans that are too specific, feeling clear on what action that you need to take. And I'd hope more than anything, just feeling confident that you can make this year what you want it to be in your business. This is just step one. Setting your yearly intentions and your Q1 goals is just step one. What's really important is step two, three, four, five, six, seven and beyond, which is where you take the action. You remind yourself of all of these plans that you've made. You keep yourself accountable. You check back in. You set Q2 goals at the beginning of April. You do the same at the beginning of Q3 and the beginning of Q4. You do an end of year review, right? It's all of those like ongoing actions. This method is not a one hit wonder. You've got to build the habit of following this process. But as I said at the start, this is truly tried and tested and I'm very confident that it works. So if you feel that this might help you, I'd really encourage you put some time in your schedule this week or next to work through some of these steps. I will say if you're feeling overwhelmed with where to start or you're thinking, this sounds great. I know I need this, but oh my gosh, how do I do this? I know I'm just going to sit with a blank piece of paper and not know what to do. I've got you. Um, on the 11th of January, Thursday, I am going to be hosting a 2024 strategy day. It's going to be virtual. So it's accessible to anyone, anywhere, and it's open to all types and sizes and stages of business. And it's going to be me walking you through this process. Of course, unlike this episode, I'm not just going to be explaining it, but I'm going to be giving you space to implement it. I will make sure that you end that strategy day with all of these things in place, with clear vision, with strategic goals ready to take action. So if that's something that you wanna engage in, I will leave the link in the show notes for you to book your space. Like I said, it's on the 11th of January. You will also get the chance to meet some really brilliant like-minded business owners. And I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. So get yourself booked into that. If this episode has resonated and you're thinking, yeah, I'm ready to follow this method, but I'm open to just getting a little bit of help in doing it. I totally hear you. It's very tricky, I think, to do this kind of work for and by yourself. So that's why I do lots of things in January to help you set yourself and your business up for the year ahead. So yeah, I'll see lots of you on the 11th, but I hope you found this episode useful. I would love to hear what your vision and yearly intentions are for 2024. Keep an eye out on my socials because I'm sure I'll pop a post out where you can comment your yearly 
intentions and I'll be sharing mine as well and we can all be nice and nosy about each other's plans and cheer each other on as well. Um, So yeah, I look forward to hearing what this year is looking like for you and what you're hoping for. And I'm excited to continue sharing this podcast with you across 2024. Starting the conversation is not going anywhere. We've got some amazing guests lined up and yeah, over the next couple of weeks, there are some very juicy episodes coming your way. All I'll say is if you want to hear more about the topic of money and financial growth in business, which hello, who doesn't? My hand is up. Uh, Make sure to subscribe or follow wherever you're listening to this. So keep your ears peeled for that. And until then, I hope you have a great start to 2024. I'm cheering you on. I know that this year is going to hold so much for all of us. Uh, And I'm not, you know, overly optimistic. I'm very aware that it's going to be a year of wins, of challenges, of lessons, of overcoming things, of changing vision. And so I'm just excited for that. You know, what a joy to have these 12 months ahead of us and to be really curious about what they might hold. Happy 2024. Happy first episode of this podcast back. Make sure to subscribe because I'll be back in your ears next week. Bye.